Welcome to episode number 35, Toxic Friendships. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast, episode number 35, Toxic Friendships. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with the crew. That's right, folks. Wow. We are stacked. I, I got see. Goose. Yep. Heck, yep. can't see. I can't see. Manny and Gabe. All right, if you are new, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. Every Tuesday morning, we drop a new episode for your listening pleasure, don't forget to download and subscribe. For more information on us, go to JimmyLeeVelez.com. All right. In this episode, Toxic Friendships, we discuss the topic of toxic friendships. The signs to look for to determine you are in a toxic relationship. Our personal experiences with toxic people, social media and toxicity, and our recommendations to people involved in a toxic relationship. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Mark Green and Yvonne Pierre. So, if you're new, I start off with a definition, normally from or, uh, dictionary.com, but today's going to be from the Huffington Post. Toxic friendship by the Huffington Post is defined as a toxic relationship drains the life from you, damages your self-esteem, or kills your dreams. Uh, true, true. I'm sorry, but I I like almost like when I was typing this, I was like laughing. I'm like, this is like the most harsh definition by far in this entire existence of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> so today we have a story from goodreads.com and the author is Bryant McGill. All right, so he just defines what a toxic relationship was. So I found that I know we read a definition from the Huffington Post, but the way this guy describes it was so spot on. He not only just gives you the surface definition, but he kind of describes it in detail. And it's like, characteristics of it. yes, and it, he, he crushes it. So I figured it was worthy of uh, the podcast. So Bryant defines it as toxic relationships are dangerous to your health. They will literally kill you. Stress shortens your lifespan. Even a broken heart can kill you. There is an undeniable mind-body connection. Your arguments and hateful talk can land you in the emergency room or in the morgue. You are not meant to live in a fever of anxiety, screaming yourself hoarse in a frenzy of dreadful, panicked, fight or flight that leaves fright or flight that leaves meant to live like animals tearing one another to shreds. Don't turn into your don't turn your hair gray. Don't carve a roadmap of pain into the sweet wrinkles on your face. Don't lay in the quiet with your heart pounding like a trapped frightened creature. For your own precious and beautiful life and for those around you, seek help or get out before it is too late. This is your wake up call. So uh, it's really like, I guess, in reference to someone who's in a toxic friendship uh, relation slash relationship. Um, but but for the people who are who have never been in a toxic relationship, um, that is a very interesting way to look at it. And I feel like for someone to define it in such detail, you have had to have been in one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely describe for him maybe to, one that he was in or something. Yeah, because he characterizes it as a character a, a creature trapped in a in a cage right. and you screaming so much that your voice is hoarse and uh you know the the wrinkles in your face yeah it's just like you're picturing everything this guy's describing so either bryant is a really good writer um which it sounds like he is he can vividly describe things that p yeah. places this like awesome picture in your mind um and he's obviously artistic and, and eloquent in his writing, but I would go as far as to say that he's been in one. I don't know if it's to this this deep of one, but yeah. uh, Bryant, um, very well described. Um, and then he gives like almost like a warning. This is your wake up call. So so if you're going through this, this is not a normal thing. Which which he gets into detail too. Uh, by the way, 
and I know it seems so uh, okay. This is a, seems a bit over the top. Uh, they will, lit- I quote, they will literally kill you. Stress shortens your lifespan. Even a broken heart can kill you. I know that sounds like all like, well, and then, you know, you could probably choose uh, other words, but um, it's true. Yeah. The stress level, you see yeah. people who are constantly stressed out, constantly whatever, people having heart attacks. I say, uh, I think the uh, most heart, uh, the, the day that, the most heart attacks happen is like on a Monday morning uh, between 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. is when literally, and to, it's for males, and it's, uh, I think it's like 65% of heart attacks or something like that. From I could be what? butchering from work. Stress. Like going into work? Like no, You're at go. work, and you're, I guess you get there, you're so stressed out. Holy smokes. Yeah, they have a heart attack. From, wow. I guess from That's going from crazy. one relaxed mode to just like, boom, here, we have a whole yeah. week of this. Like I just started kind of. I don't know. I was never. I never had a heart attack on a Monday morning. But yeah. some people Friday just, night, Friday afternoon, they're like, "Oh, I'll push this off till next week." Next thing they come to work and they have a pile of work. overwhelmed yeah. with yeah. Uh, it's even like um like the obviously the presidency is an extreme job. But like you can see it like somebody who first went in and like I mean like I think Barack Obama like he went in he looked normal now he looks like yeah, years it, older yeah it'll yeah, age yeah, even it'll after like the first age you, first though. um presidency like yeah. his first run because his wife still looks the same. Yeah, and he you, that is so it's true. Like, yeah, he has like silver amazing. hair right now. Yeah. Yep. he had like dark, dark hair when he first started, you know, and he yeah. looked young, had no wrinkles. Actually, just looked like yeah. Stress and pressure will age you. Yeah, and regardless, it doesn't matter. I mean, he he's known to be, I guess, one of the like smoothest uh, presidents right. that we had, or very charismatic. Well, yeah, that's how and, he handles things, and yeah. that's how. But. Even the smoothest guy, quote unquote, you could tell the stress yeah, yeah. is just sitting on his shoulders or well, he uh, eats, eats at you from the inside out. You can see it comes out from yeah. here. Yeah. Well, he also smokes, right? It'd yeah, be, he, it'd smokes, be better. he smokes. Newports on the rooftop of the White House. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. Multiple. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, yeah. Is it Newports, really? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did when he first started. They, there's pictures of him. No, I think he still does. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I remember there's pictures on the rooftop of you smoking like Newports and stuff. Yeah. Um, no way. It's I think it's like isn't it illegal to take a picture of him? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think it is. I think and not just Barack Obama. Yeah. I think a president like you have to get Probably. permission to take a picture of a pre, like a president because they scrutinize everything because they sure. do something. Now, if it's like original art, if you like draw it or something, that's one thing. But I don't know. I could have totally just made that up. But for that some reason, good. for some reason, I felt like that just like yeah, stuck with me know. there. Um, well, he ain't stressed no more. Well, he's not going to be stressing. I don't know. I don't know about all that though. Yeah. He's got the level of stress. Food. I think you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I think presidents. What's crazy, and I know this has nothing to do with, you know, you know, stress levels or whatever. Actually, it does. They get forever paid, like five hundred, half a million dollars a year or something like that. Forever. I think it's like three hundred. Or whatever, and then they have full, hundreds, full, hundreds of thousands of full benefits. But they don't pay for anything else. Like they don't yeah. pay for like. Anything. So that should yeah, relieve a little security. bit of stress there. Yeah. Yeah, but you can never drive a car again. No. Nah. Yeah. But you think about Bill Clinton. When he left, he aged, but now he looks the same as he left. Yeah. Right. You know I mean, that was what? Yeah. 10 years ago or whatever. He looks 10 years older. Bill Clinton? Ago? Yeah. Bill Clinton looks awful. Horrible. Yeah, he looks, he looks run down he's... like a skeleton. Yeah. yeah. He looks very frail. This is terrible. It's scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move into the second portion, and it's uh, realsimple.com put together a list of seven signs you're in a toxic friendship, and I grabbed the top three, and uh, they list them as this. So number one is they need you for absolutely everything. Number two, you dread seeing them, and you're relieved when they leave. Number three, you're both in a constant conflict and not just the obvious kind. I just got stressed out reading that. Yeah. yeah. Gosh, I just like put, I just feel like I'm being drugged around here. Uh, wow. Um, they need you for absolutely is. everything. Oh my gosh, that's like a child. Yeah. yeah. And not, and a child's not even in a negative way. A child's like, all right, I know you do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. I'm here. I'm you your parent. I want to help you. Yeah. But a grown person. Yeah. That they need you for, for absolutely leave, everything. But then you can't wait for them to leave. Like they come here, like all right, hurry up and leave now. Like, yeah, and you're relieved stressful. when they leave. Yeah, <laughs> what kind of friendship is? Oh, that's well, obviously it's a toxic, toxic one. one. Yeah, it's bad. That is brutal. Someone's taking advantage of someone. Yeah, 
Well, yeah. I mean, hey. Obviously, if, they, if one can't do anything with, for, you know, for themselves and they need that person, it's complete taken advantage of also. Yeah, I was listening to uh, Joe Lustein going into work the other day, and he was talking about a friendship that he had where the guy, he slowly felt like this guy was taking advantage of him uh, and his finances or whatever. Every time this guy had a problem, he got in a pinch. He got in a pinch, quote, uh, he would talk to Joel and he's like, you know, I don't know what to do, what we're going to do. I got a young family, whatever. So Joel, you know, helped him out, I yep. guess, you know, cut him a little check or whatever. Second time, he's like, you know, Joel, we got we got the holidays coming up, blah, 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 X, Y, and Z is happening. And, you know, if I don't if I don't make this car payment, they're going to, you know, repo the car, blah, blah, blah. And Joel, like, you know, he did what he could to help him out, whatever. So then the third time, and I'm totally like paraphrasing this entire scenario, but anyway, just so you get the idea. The third time he comes to me and he's like, you know, Joel, the money's just not coming in. What are we going to do? And Joel's like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I know what I'm going to do and just step away from this relationship because every time you come to me, it's a problem or you need me, mo- you need money for me, blah, blah, blah. And he politely, he said, exited the friendship and the guy gave him a complete guilt trip of what kind of friend are you kind of thing mm. blah 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 nice. meanwhile right if you're actually it's looking on the outside turn it around yeah on. if you turn it around it's like what kind of friend are you yeah who's completely taking advantage and exploiting yeah. uh yeah. your friends trying to use uh, their sympathy against them yeah that's crazy absolutely i mean the whole, the whole that's a just obviously a whole nother level of abuse that's yeah, like exactly. malicious that's like Dude, that's a scary kind of mm. when they talk talk uh, uh, tox, toxic friendships. That's like a scary level where you have no like, there's no empathy yeah. for another person. That's almost like narcissistic. Yeah, exactly. That's like yeah. a, a level of narcissism where it's like you you truly believe you're be above a, another human, hmm. which is very scary. Which is that's what when they say you know someone commits murder and whatever. Uh, they don't. People don't actually grasp the light, uh, the the value of a life. Yeah. And uh, when someone does that, they then place themselves more valuable than whatever. But that's a total blanket statement, and not to take away from anything that's ever happened in history. I'm just saying that's how it's described. But anyway, so so ha- have you guys ever been in a toxic friendship before? And and. Did you know you were in one, or you just kind of like walked into it? And like, what in the world was that? Like a whirlwind? I don't. I don't think a lot of people know they're in a toxic relationship till after the fact, right? Like you've kind of reached a tipping point in in the relationship. Yeah. Because you talk about it, it took you know Joel Olstein three times to figure out. Like, man, every time this guy comes, it, it's at first you feel bad, and then and you don't think you're in you know quote unquote a toxic relationship until you're in it, and you're like, damn, this is. All right, enough of this nonsense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I've I don't think I've been to the part the point where I was just I completely dislike this person. Like I need to completely remove myself and never talk to them again. But there are definitely relationships where you just kind of you go your separate ways, slowly but surely. You just go away. Slowly. Just drift apart. Yeah, you drift apart. Yeah. And sometimes it's on purpose. Yeah. You drift apart. Um, but. So, so go, going with that, I actually think that that actually happens normally um, when two people grow apart mm. um, and not necessarily giving it the label of toxic, yeah. which is a very ger- dramatic uh, yeah. word for what I'm about to talk about. There are people who are really in toxic, abusive mm. relationships. Yeah. I'm not talking about this at this current moment. What I'm saying is when you're in a friendship that's not growing yeah and it's not going anywhere you're not going and i mean it it has nothing to do with a um like a partner i'm talking about like a friendship like uh you know like your buddy and it is not growing that is just as bad um as anything else you know that's that's going backwards and the reason why i say that is because the point is is not to continue you guys have memories for a reason and they're memories for a reason yeah. it's now time to create new ones time to move forward expand grow do something and i'm not talking about like oh every relationship you have you have to have you start up a new business or something like yeah. that i'm saying challenge each other do something different uh switch things up I remember Cat Williams back back in the day when he when he first got when he first not I can't say when he first got started, 
back in the early 2000s or yeah, early 2000s when he came out on DVDs when everyone, you know, he he got his big break, I guess. I remember talking about I remember him talking about like on his birthday every year, he would literally evaluate all his friends and say, you know, like if you didn't do anything different that year or if you didn't try to do anything, you weren't trying to he's like if you weren't trying to stack up and get a crib, you weren't trying to stack up and get a new car or build a relationship with and get married or something like that. He like did away with you. He's like, huh. I'm not trying to have my birthday at the same club, at the same whatever every single year. If we did it at this club this year, next year we're going to bigger and better. He's like, he's try- constantly trying to progress, uh, and and that that's kind of what I'm talking about, uh, doing different things in in, in in growth in in that way. Um, if you guys get around, all you do is reminisce. Every yeah, that's exactly that's, that's what I kind of mean. Like the kind of stuck in the past. I think it was like yeah, you literally. Yeah, there's no yeah. other. No other conversation other than stuff you all we always yeah. just did. Y'all better start a softball team or something. You better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's tough, and, and 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 not in a negative way. I guess. I guess. And and I mean this in the most uh, sincere way. Whatever relationship you were in, in some level of it that didn't work out, some level was obviously toxic. Yeah. And I don't mean that to the definition maybe that was described here tonight. Yeah. Uh, but I mean just in a fact that it just didn't work, right? I mean it doesn't work it was, somewhere. There was, there was of incompatibility or something. Yes, like exactly. Doing. There was somewhere where there wasn't like a match. Yeah. Let's just say, and it didn't work out. And what happens, I believe, is you get into these relationships, and you get. I think it's. I think you get comfortable, and when in this comfort naturally people like comfort people naturally don't like change so then because then why because then obviously they feel uncomfortable uh so to avoid this they just stay in this relationship that's not working out right you're kind of just tumbling around just kind of re going through oh maybe the things will change or things will get different kind of thing and it never does but because you feel like, okay, now, well, if I leave this relationship, now i got to start all over. i got to rebuild. I have so much time invested. And, yeah, and my, now exactly my family right. is connected to their family kind of thing. And it's like, this is a disaster. I'm not leaving this. And it's almost abusive in your own way. You're doing it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're, you're locking down yourself. Um, I'm not, you know, also not describing every relationship. Obviously, there's other extremes, uh, you know beyond that but i'm just saying like in general why why sometimes people because because i did this it's almost like a lazy like oh no man it's it's gotta work out this is like i'm not trying to start this whole thing all over and get the ball rolling and but um guess what dude and i think it's one of those things uh sometimes like manny said you don't realize you're in it or it's things like you've been around somebody long enough to just like, okay, that's just how they are. And you just kind of like yeah. deal with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like, okay, it's just, you know, it is what it is. And you're right. just like, okay. Yeah. So they come around yeah. just like, okay, you know how they are. Just kind of let them say what they're saying and keep on going. Oh, that's just how they are. It's all right. I mean, that's toxic in its own sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. are, they are who they are. And you, you just kind of, you let it be. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you just, you're just you know, essentially adding fuel you're to the fire. You're never going to change them. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. Well, and that's the point, though. You, so, for some reason, some people feel that they will. That eventually they'll see the light yeah. or something. And at, to some extent, maybe you... I, to some extent, you will. Everyone, you, everyone has an influence on another sure. person, right? Yeah. To some extent. But to when we're talking about someone's conditioning, kind of like what we were talking about last week, and someone's paradigm, and they were, you know, you know, have this level of thinking for years beyond your two month relationship, it's going to take a lot more to recondition them to have a separate kind of paradigm for them to then act and, and, and navigate their own lives a totally different way than where they came from. It's not to say that it's not to say that it can't be done. It absolutely can be done. It's just, it's going to be a lot quicker than, you know, however long your relationship, if you had a relationship with somebody for a whole year, Right. And you guys are two grown adults. You guys are both 21 years old to whatever, 25. You're you're fighting 24 years of conditioning versus your one little year of the relationship. You might think that may be long and you can change them forever. But I'm sorry. That thing is deep within the core of who they are. That's why it's called the paradigm. Um, This is stuff that they're bringing from from early childhood to adulthood 
And whether it was buried deep down and they don't even know it even exists there anymore, it can get brought back up in, in a snap of a finger. And, and you know, your whole year invested in this person. Um, all of a sudden, what happened, boss? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think we talked about this before. Uh, me, Goose, Heck, I don't know if it was somebody else. We're talking about like uh, the need to like save a bad boy or whatever, or what makes like a bad boy. Oh, we're like, well, what does make like the bad boy attractive or whatever to females or whatever it is? And we're like trying to come up with all these things. And like one of them was like, we, they, I think they, they might. I don't know. You would have to ask someone who was attracted to that, but. Our, 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 one of our developed ideas was they feel maybe that they can save this person. Yeah. And, and I don't mean like save them like, you know, they're, they're drowning in water, but metaphorically, yes. Like they can actually they're, save they're, them. They're, I can turn this around. Turn it around. Yeah. yeah. Change yeah. And sometimes they do. But the likelihood. The type thing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But the likelihood of that actually mm-hmm. happened is, is slim to none. But we, I think that's, that was the conclusion maybe uh, a not so educated conclusion but it was just kind of like one of those things I don't know maybe that's what you think maybe you think you can change it but that's what I'm saying you're fighting years of conditioning that that's where we fall when it comes to in, in we fall to realize that in relationships that we come in and it's like yeah but we had a bond we pinkies yeah, exactly. right you know what I'm saying like uh, we, we have promises together you know yeah. what I mean I don't know if you guys know. I know Goose does. I think Manny does. No, Ty Lopez. He has the guy from the 67 Steps or whatever. And he talks about when you're building, uh, when you're building a quote unquote empire, some, some level of uh, business or whatever it is to, to go back to, apparently there are studies done that you can create the strongest uh, business with, if it started or whatever, created by people you grew up with. Or grew up in the same town or something because you understand each other's conditioning. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if that's an actual case study, like think yeah. about that. That's an actual case study. The strongest, because then you get it. You guys get each other. Like we're all, except for Gabe, we're all from Bristol. And there's some things that go, no one even has a says, and we're all just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We would all know what, what someone's talking about in a conversation because mm-hmm. we're from Bristol and we get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas if, we're trying to explain it to Gabe, and Gabe's Gabe from Philadelphia. We're from Bristol, Pennsylvania, and we're trying to explain to him. He's like, "Okay, but looking at us like we're all, you know, know about. yeah, strangers. Like, what in the world was that? That doesn't even make sense." Or what people call like inside jokes, stuff like that. So, so there's actual case studies sh- that show bonds are much stronger uh, fr- from. If, if you're from around the same region or whatever in the world. That's why you, sometimes people say like, oh, they're high school sweethearts and they're actually married. I always find that amazing. Yeah. yeah. But I guess this report supports that. Um, well, I mean, you're also at a young age conditioned to just accept that person for who they are. So you never really gain that toxicity that you talk about because it just becomes a part of the norm rather than you looking at it objectively and thinking, man, that this is a problem. You're just like, it's been like this forever and you just kind of keep it moving. Right. You know what I mean? And you have no experience. All right. You you don't you have an experience. All right. You don't something know, right, different. Exactly. You don't no, know no, no better. You don't know the better. Oh no no better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but that's true. That's almost scary. Mm-hmm. Like you never actually tested the waters. Like you you just that's life. It's a normal routine. Just, Which is I just why usually like that type of situation like you know people go to college and you know people go crazy now like or they break up whatever because right, they uh, right. now they finally start experiencing stuff outside right. of that right. that type of relationship. Yeah. And, and that, that just goes into, like, experiences, right, that we have. I mean, just think back. The four years, how much you actually learned about yourself in four years, five years at Temple, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Compared to, which we learned a lot about ourselves from, you know, the, let's just say the age of 10 to 17. Mm-hmm. But in four years, also, because not only are you, an quote-unquote, an adult yeah. legally by age, but you're out at, on your own. Exactly. At that specific you know, point, you're out on your own. And mm. that's that does a lot to someone's maturity, True. Uh, wh- whether they want to or not. You're going to learn something. Yeah. Uh, budgeting, food, appreciation. Well, wanna... and, 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 and people. Yeah. I mean, you learn <clears throat> cultures. You learn people, cultures, but you learn you learn through experiences like your parents. 
and they usually navigate you towards, oh, why don't you hang out with this person or hang out with that person? Right. Your parents always pushed you to somebody they felt comfortable with. In college, you had no choice but to figure it out on your own. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of changes the game, obviously. So, so moving on, what about a toxic relationship virtually? And that sounds creepy saying that, but like social media, and, and this, oh, this yeah. is what I mean. Uh, so, so we're just talking about Facebook or whatever, because we every Monday night we when we do the podcast we put a Facebook Live thing or whatever, and you're friends with a lot of people on the internet, right? And and for people that you grew up with, doesn't matter who they are, you're friends with a lot of people, and you always have. I don't care who you are, because everyone, everyone I talk to and interact with, there's always that one or two people who are constantly on your news feed with something negative or something, the most opinionated thing. You're like, how in the world are we friends on Facebook? Like, I can't believe I'm still, and for some reason, people get offended when you unfriend them, yeah. right? Do you guys remember, <laughs> I, I think it was MySpace, was it MySpace? I forget what it was. It was one of these social media things where you picked your top that five. Was, that was MySpace. Yeah, you picked you had, your top, top, top five eight or friends. Like yeah, or top eight, whatever it was. People would get in fist fights with their siblings and best friends because they weren't. They got taken out oh, of yeah. the top five or eight. Oh, of the, really? Yeah, yeah. It was like a real thing. Wow. Uh, I didn't have. I didn't have it. I didn't have it either. Actually, I had it, and then when they did that ranking thing, or I don't think I ever participated. Or when they did it, that's when I like, I did, you know, I disabled my account or something yeah, like that for other I, reasons. But I actually think I had it for like thirty days, and I literally closed it down. It was like completely pointless. Well, I had a toxic relationship with Facebook. I had. It was new when we when we were in school. Yeah. Um, and well, I, that's when it came out. That's when it came out. It was in like oh. Four or five, I guess. Anyway, long story short, the same situation happened. I was in a relationship, right? And the relationship ceased to exist for a day and a half. So I said, all right, all right, let's change that status. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Single. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, backfired something serious. And guess what? Not nah, out. Never. I'm not on any social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm not on the Twitter. I'm not on the gram. I'm not snapping nobody. I'm out. I'm like old man <laughs> Smithers, man. No I don't know. I don't know anything about social media. But I got out of a toxic relationship because immediately that I, that one single click, yeah, changed. And it was it was fact at the time. Yeah, changed that. It, it blew up in my face. I said never again. I went and disabled it. I got out of that relationship asap. Yeah. And now I'm not talking about the one with the person. I'm talking about the with one the, with the computer. With the computer. <laughs> yeah, I got, he got off of that. He got off that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got off that. I don't. I haven't. I haven't used it since. I never. And I haven't turned back. And never even thought about going on. But I got out of that. You know, speaking. It's now. interesting. It's very interesting how look at this. Social media has completely changed the dynamic of a real relationship between two people. Oh my god! Oh, like absolutely. legitimately, because a lot of stuff is now made public. Before oh, yeah. look, all these mm. conversations that you would have were very private. Yeah. Pictures yeah. that you would share with one another, yeah. very private, right? Yep. Or you would then that's when our group chats and and whatever came out and. We had flip phones when all this stuff was going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we didn't have it wasn't any all of this. interconnected. Even when yeah. you had it, it was it was strictly on the computer. Yeah, it was still kind. Of, everything was still segmented or fragmented. Yeah. It was fragmented uh, uh, memories that you somehow put together and and sewed a blanket out of as your friendship or whatever. And uh, that now the whole world gets to see. So now now you're not only worried about what your spouse is doing, uh, not worried, but posting. Um, or I should just say significant other, but now you're, what, oh, what's everyone else going to think now? now yeah. So now there's this other element that's now oh, involved sure. yeah. in a whole, whole another letter of like social media anxiety. Yeah. And you people get to comment on this yeah. now. So now people are also yeah, that's, putting their opinion on mm. whatever you're saying, where normally in a face to face encounter, 99% of people wouldn't say anything. True. Sure. Yeah. Right. So if they're seeing something like, uh, let's just say uh, you, the way the way you and your your significant other talk to one another, and they say it or whatever in public, they're like, "Oh, well, we're not saying nothing." Da, da, da. Yeah, exactly. But they see you guys arguing on social media. Oh, you know, all of a sudden they're throwing out all kinds of you know advice, and everyone turns into Doctor Phil. You do a couple people are always there with the scriptures. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's obnoxious. No, it is. 
Um, but first of all, I don't know why people are doing that anyway. But yeah. that's that's why I go back to this whole social media abuse because that's what it is. Is you go on your news feed and you're like, uh, this absurd things people post, and you go back to who you are. I'm like, who am I? Like, how do yeah. how did we ever become friends? Or yeah. How did we, not that, okay, maybe I understand how we became friends, but how is this still like a, like a viable relationship or yeah, something yeah. that is still, so they came out with this awesome feature on Facebook, whereas you don't unfriend them, you just unfollow them. Or, so now you're still right. friends with them, but you Dude. see nothing they post right. and it's amazing. Oh, there's even a different version of that too. It's like you can change the level of friendship that you have with them. You oh, can, really? You can just, I forget what it's called because, well, it's whatever. Deep but you, into you, settings? But it's under like where you're like friendship and follow and stuff like that. There's another section on there that says like you can just make them an acquaintance. Oh, wow. So it takes off like <laughs> so the privileges it, so and stuff like that. It's not even So you won't see you're like, not my like friend. they post a bunch of pictures. Won't see, like, all, you won't see all the posts, but there'll yeah, still I be do, a friend. Yeah, I know what Jim's talking about. There's like people it, just so put it's up along, it's along nonsense. It's like, yeah, and having like all these other people read or see what you're posting up, like this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like the worst though is the relationship like status things, man. People, like, people that's it. I'm, that. I'm through with this person. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, like two weeks later, it's like, oh, you're the love of my life, and well, mm-hmm. you're like, dude, what in the or world now, just happened? The best is like when they start posting pictures of like you know they're th- this week they're with with this person, and then two weeks later, it's like. You don't see them, and all of a sudden, there's like another person, and like, <laughs> what, what happened? What happened so I'm fast? In love. No, what do you do? What, what are you doing? Stop that. Save that. Yeah, yeah. But th- there's also like, like going back to the original concept, though. What I was saying uh, for for social media, or what I thought was going to be like talked about, was the abuse of someone's opinion constantly in your face, like. Social media. So as soon as you get on, like you're just trying to see, you know, like where out friends or relatives are up to, whatever, yeah. and not even just once a day, multiple times in one day, this person's either talking about uh, politics, uh, 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 their job that they don't like. So they're all uh, over the place. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's just negativity. one certain thing, but it's just like boom, boom, boom. And it's like, oh my gosh. You're like Enough, beating like a dead horse here. It's like, yes, everything. it's like we get, yeah, it's ranting. It's like rant after rant after rant. Yeah, but if they do it every day, you're not ranting. You're actually just complaining and you need, just need to get a new life. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, ranting is when you go off. When you don't normally when you do. you don't normally do. That's ranting, but that's that's just a complainer who needs to go somewhere. Well, that's, what that's, that's a yeah. toxic friendship because yeah, right, we're actually right. technically friends on Facebook or okay. we follow each other yeah. on Instagram or something like that. And it's like... You know, status of just the, the various kinds, but some of them are crazy, some of them are humorous, uh, some of them are completely unnecessary. But <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's an yeah. emotional roller coaster with this person. One day they're up, they love everything. Next day they're down, they hate everything. Uh, and it's like, dude, you're so all over the place that it's 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 get, it's getting me anxious when I see your your name pop up on my newsfeed. Seriously, because I'm like, what am I gonna read now? Because five minutes later, you're gonna see another post. With uh, that happened a lot, especially with the with the election and politics, whatever your views well, are. I'm sure a lot there of were a lot of people that were like, and you talked about it with social media, that you know things you usually don't say out there. You kind of just post and don't think about the ramifications. A lot of people put stuff out there, and there are a lot of folks that i spoke to is like oh i'm no longer friends with this person or no longer friends with that person yeah, and yeah. it was just a matter of just their views yeah you know regard no, neither is right or wrong it, yeah. your views are your views but yeah and they were like i just didn't agree with this person and they would have never have known that about that person yeah. until Post. they posted something yeah. yeah or they decided to comment you know a lot of times you want to comment on something and you're around a group of people and you're like oh this isn't the time or the place well, for some reason, social media allows it to be like, yeah, this oh, yeah. is the time and the place <laughs> with a humongous forum and a great audience to all see and partake in yeah, and you know, that's the, the thing, same thing. It's not only just the people you know, because it goes right. through like everybody else. Everybody else comments that sure, they exactly. all see it too. So it's like it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. So those those the social media relationships, when they go toxic, they go toxic quick. I yeah. mean, they turn into just full-blown <laughs> acid and they're done. It erodes very quickly. Absolutely. Well, that's what going back to what we um, we talk about all the time: the microwave society. Yeah. Everything wants everything, everything yesterday, and decides very quick, and yeah. it's a fast moving place. Exactly. We live and in. I think that's a such 
has such a level of toxicity at this point doesn't matter in two weeks anyway it's on to another the next thing that's you know the next vitriol dude thing. that's what's like scary though because it's like what he's saying people are like legit losing friendships yeah. over you know something <laughs> <that> he said <laughs> or their that, opinion on something, something that yeah i mean you have disagreement that you know okay whatever get over it two weeks later you don't care anymore yeah. but it's like people take that to heart and just you know disregard you know that for quote-unquote friendship whether it's actually real or not yeah yeah, yeah sure I think I think one of the another thing that I noticed uh, with, with with Manny saying that and and social media is people are since we live in this quick whatever you know uh, society the judgment and 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 I I do this myself I'm sure everyone here is guilty of it when you see someone post something or say something and you just you're there with a quick judgment and yeah. it's like. I'm not. I'm not one to, to say anything on any of those. I just read them. And just, mm-hmm. I say all this stuff in my head, mm-hmm. yeah. and I won't post or I won't yeah. comment on it. Exactly. Um, but there are people out there with the with the trigger fingers, uh, uh, Twitter yeah. fingers, whatever it's called. <laughs> and yeah, but so they're immediately boom, 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 you know, just stirring the poo, like it's you know nicely said. Um, and it's like, why? First of all, yeah. why that post ever come up? Second of all, why? There's no okay. So here's the thing. I guess it all boils down to there's no real true etiquette of uh, communication no. when it comes to the social media platform nope. because it's just people are on this thing you know you can say whatever you want right. because you're it's freedom of speech yeah. um but then there's also people don't realize that there's uh you know boundaries that not even that don't need to be or that can't be crossed sometimes it's unnecessary so now, now you just put that up there and I guess it just wasn't thought out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, two days later, do you have the same person? The reason why I can say that is because they're apologizing for right. what they just posted yeah. or said. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, the, the problem with that, too, is, is it's it's same as text messages. Have you ever read a text message and you read it literally? And yes. you might not have, you know, there's no inflection in a person's yeah. voice. There's no feeling behind it. So you read it literally. Yeah. yeah. And, you, you, yeah. and then all of a sudden, in your mind, if you don't like what they're saying... You frame it as like they're coming at you. Yeah. Right. You know, when they could be saying the most positive thing in the world, you know, from their mouth to your ears, but how you're reading it on the screen is like, holy crap, that's like, damn, this person's rude as hell. I forget what it was, but I had the same situation come up, text message, and I was like, I was pissed. Yeah. Like, that's not what I meant. Yeah. Well, that's what you wrote. And uh, no, you were taking it literal. That's or, the yeah. problem. You're reading that. with emotion that's in your head at the Correct. moment. Right, right, yeah. right. You're right, projecting right, right. your feelings yeah. on what they're saying, and that has nothing yeah. to do with what they really. Because even when you're angry, right? Let's just say you're angry, and you read a text, or you read a text, you're you're uh, gathering all that energy sure. into reading that, and no yeah. matter what it is, it could be a hundred percent positive. You right. still read it like what an angry phase is, and it will do nothing, nothing for you. For you. Um, yeah, but text messages and, and incorrect readings are hilarious. Plus, then now you got also the people who have autocorrect. Yeah. So when they hit send before they yeah. even read, yeah. because we're, everyone's such on the move and got so many places to be at once, uh, yeah. they're just hitting send and stuff. And it, sometimes, you know, that text message goes out there and says something that's like, okay, that's Crazy. a nut. Totally off you ever go to that website? What's yeah. that website? Like, funny text? I know. It's something autocorrect or whatever. Yeah, funny autocorrect or something like that. Some of them looks like they're definitely net. like fake, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them you could tell they're like totally set up. Yeah, because you know there's no way in heck that any of the stuff's gonna be autocorrected huh. that way. But huh. but some of the stuff, yeah, it's it's fun. Like, like yeah, I like kind of rely on it to autocorrect my actual spelling, and now yeah. it comes up with like totally. I was like, no, this is not what I'm spelling. Like, yeah. get frustrated and the dictionary's not picking it up properly. Like the word frustrated, you don't really Frust- know how to spell that. Uh, no, <laughs> it's f u, frustrated. Yes. <laughs> All right, so were you guys uh, ever around the wrong people as in a blad, bad influence growing up? So I, I can um, kick this off. This has nothing to do with me being a kid, but uh, early adulthood. Uh, my first semester at Temple University, I was kind of all over the place. I didn't know how to gather, uh, control my energy, I, I, I would say, in a very nice way. And I was just kind of like all over the place, just doing all, you know, like, um, like doing crazy stuff to my body being like, I would stay up late, wake up early, stay up, like just like, just dumb, like and constantly tired and, and then crush my body with like caffeine in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, what in the world are you doing to yourself? Staying up late, hanging out with the wrong people, coming home is like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. And it caught up to me really fast. Mm. Um, but that ha- that wasn't where I came from. That wasn't like what I'd known. 
And once I stopped hanging out with that specific crowd, all of it changed. My grades went up. I came, became a different kind of person, whatever. And uh, I, was, I went back to managing, you know, as best as I could, a more balanced um, life. But it was literally within, I'm talking weeks, of interacting with... Hmm. Per, let's just say they're not bad people or bad influence, just personalities that didn't interact with me very well. Because some people can, you know, conduct themselves in certain ways or whatever and, and be all right with it. But as soon as I hit that, boom, it's like, it was like a... Almost like a like a chemical reaction, mm. like it's like an explosion, ba boom. And some people won't react to that at all. And it's instant. And this person had this person has like an energy has had an energy about them that was uh, it, it was charismatic in a way. It Very was infectious. Like, it yeah, it was like all right, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's just do it. You know, let's go. You know what I mean? Let's go out and let's hang out. It's like you know, Tuesday night, and you're like, dude, I got like class in the morning. I gotta go to the gym. I'm no, but no, you're doing all this knucklehead stuff. Um, and then wondering why you're tired and blasting your body with caffeine in the morning, energy drinks and coffee. And you're just like, oh, man, this is bad. But anyway, so it, and like I said, it, it was more, you know, my fault for being so influenced. But uh, yeah, that that was a bad that, that was my, one of my, you know, bad instances. And, and as a teenager, uh something mildly like that happened where it was like I was it was like a summer break where I was hanging out with the wrong kids I guess somehow I don't even know how this happened and you know it was the same thing you're just getting into dumb stuff like why what is the point of this like how did I even you know uh develop this friendship or I don't even know what you call that friendship or whatever I think it was like a sport that we played in the summer that no one else played I don't know what it was I couldn't tell you but uh, it was the same thing. It was like quickly going in the wrong direction. I'm talking about like I nipped it in the butt within a week or two. Okay. Like it was, it was that noticeable. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Why is something like that in high school sort of like it was like I forget I, I can't remember if it was it might have been junior year. Well, the same thing. It was like I I never like cut class. I never did anything like that. But for some reason there was like three or four kids like I I met that that year for some reason. Not only did you cut class, but you cut your your kneecaps out your jeans. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Worn Jenko jeans and everything, <laughs> but there's no, no doubt. But, um, he definitely started hacking. But no, like, um, <laughs> yeah, for some reason, like it was funny. It's like a couple times, like it was some reason, like a couple court classes during the day. It was like I could somehow get away for whatever it was. Um, but there was a times where like I my lab report went to class and I didn't. I'm like I don't get my friend. <laughs> but it was like it was a thing. Same thing. It was like it was maybe like. Uh, three four weeks and I was like that was the end of it. Like I don't know why yeah. I was hanging out with them for some reason and yeah, then all of a sudden yeah, yeah. it just like stopped. Like it just didn't happen anymore. But it was like it was like similar things. Like yeah, those things some things usually like they bore it to a head and they're finished real quick. At the sure. Time. Yeah, I mean, and the opposite happened to me too. I I exploded off a couple of relationships that were positively in, uh, impacted my life that I catapulted in the complete opposite direction in a really good way. So it's it's very interesting. Um, and that was literally based on the surroundings. You know, they say you are who you hang out with or whatever. Um, it becomes very true once you stop. Or you could realize it, I guess, once you get out of your little average group and then try like a new group to see how you, you know, interact or whatever. And you'll see instant change because you're not comfortable. You don't yeah. understand. There's a different language. Sometimes we could be in a group and no one's even saying nothing. And we all understand each other. Right? Yeah. Uh, you can't get like that Osmosis. with every group. Something like that. Yeah. That's actually very good. Sure. Good job. Um, good job. All right, you know what? You're going to get a cookie after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a donut. <laughs> That's how we, we pay heck with cookies. So. I love cookies. <laughs> so so if, how do you tell... So let's just say you notice your child like acting different and, and being like uh, rambunctious or, or just out of the norm. Uh, and you kind of figure out it might be... The people that they're hanging out with. How do you handle that? You choose who they hang out with. As a parent of somebody who's seven, you choose who they hang out with. You do the vetting as a parent, not only as the child, but you kind of vet the parents out at the same time. You know, you talk to them, start building a relationship with the parents, and you figure out, like, okay, could I leave my kid with this person? Yeah. So you choose. You don't You don't allow them to choose at this point. Yeah. You say, okay, yes and or no. That's it. Yeah. For me, anyway, that's that's how. Well, at seven it. too. Yeah, at seven. Yes, yeah. at yeah. seven. So hopefully, at that point, they've built a relationship long enough and have been has sustained have sustained a relationship long enough to go. 
you know, into high school together and just just one big group, kumbaya. That's what right. I'm hoping. I mean, I'm not saying right. it go but left then, or right. But at the same time, you also want a diverse kid, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because we got bamboozled when we went to Temple. And Bristol was infamous for just us being with our own little group and knowing our own sure. little thing. And when we got to Temple, I'm sorry, but I got, I mean, I just speak for myself. I just said, I got bamboozled and culture, sh- culture shocked. Uh, it was a totally different world out there than that I knew anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could do the same goes for me. That we're, we're different. I spoke to them differently. And they spoke to me like, what? And they looked at me when I spoke to them. You know, breaking stones was one thing. But, you know, yeah, that, was you just my that? Natu- that was my natural speech. We were like, we were sarcastic how we are. Uh, people describe us as, you know, the guys in Bristol, you know, it was yeah. just like they're sharp with their tongues and stuff like that, whatever. Well, you take that over there. They're looking at you like yeah. Yeah, they're offended. Like they're just there like, all right, dude. And just like literally walk away from you. Like, we had to build up to getting to now you can, you know, bust each other's chops and stuff like that. Literally, you want to talk about some awkward moments, yeah. like offended. And we're like, oh, okay, <laughs> never mind. It's not as fast paced as I thought that was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't jive. Awkward. Yeah, no, and I'm serious. And then I don't know. Turkey for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I, I do agree with that uh, to an extent because I feel you have to uh, uh, cultivate that kind of, you know, that good nature uh, for them to be around. And, and yeah, of course, we, we want them to be, you know, well-rounded individuals and, you know, expand their horizons yeah. with, you know, things. But uh, at the same time, you're building the foundation. This is the base yeah. right. still. Yeah. Uh, that is what college is for, for you to get basically bamboozled. Uh, I don't know if, if you want to get bamboozled <laughs> to the extent that we did, but... Um, no, it's good, though. I mean, it teaches, yeah. it teaches you... You figured out what you who you wanted to hang out with, who you needed to hang out with on your own, and Absolutely. that's what you want. That's what you want to kind of happen. It happens naturally. Well, we didn't know any better either. Right. Well, but yeah, as you grow older, and you said like, well, you want them to be cultured, and I was like, oh, you're right. You know, real quick. Well, yeah, because okay, so a perfect example is some of the schools that these guys came from are uh, wealthy schools. So like. Perfect examples like they had rowing and ten- tennis, oh, yeah. uh, and like that. This, I know I'm just. And it sounds obnoxious to some people who aren't, F, you know, into the, you know, the sports thing. But it's the easiest example. They had. They were exposed to things that we weren't, and it's still us playing a sport. We just didn't have that. Just opportunity wasn't there. This has nothing yeah. to do with Bristol. I'm just saying in general. Yeah. Um. Uh, it, it's it's beyond sports though too. It's. Other things that they were saying, and I'm like, man, you you guys already experienced that? I'm like thinking in the back of my mind, you know, some of these guys traveled all over the place. You know what I mean? And obviously that has nothing to do with uh, a school you go to per se. So to wrap up the whole kid thing, okay, Kids. going back to what Manny's saying and what, what I'm trying to put together here was – you, it is our responsibility to cultivate that you know environment that they are until hopefully that one day they can you know have the base of what we gave them make their own judgments of these are the right. good people I should hang out these are the bad people because I feel like when we grew up that was made very clear <laughs> to yeah. us you oh, know yeah. what I mean yeah, which was not. surprising to me when I went to temp- not actually it's, it at first look it'd be surprising like oh you hung out with those kind of people you wouldn't you know better you did but when you didn't get necessarily a taste of it a real taste of it you kind of want to test the waters yourself to like all right let's make sure you know the knowledge that was dropped down to me yeah. let's test it you know what i mean yeah. it's like back testing just to make certain and uh yeah that was, it was very true what was uh you know said to us but toxic people all right and for the last part let's just say you have a one of your best friends is in a toxic relationship do you tell them? Do you warn them? How far do you let it go until you say something? Do you talk to them less and grow apart? Does it all depend on the person your friend is? And could it be a phase? But I think, I think something yeah. that goes back to kind of what Manny said at the beginning. It's like they, you don't, they're not going to realize it. And they may, not be, it may be think you're criticizing them. If you're saying, oh, you, you're yeah. attacking relation. They might be thinking, oh, why are you attacking this person? You jelly? I just it could be all of it. You could yeah. Be, yeah. You have to view all of it. Make sure that's what before you step in and say something. It could be a phase. I just say ponte vix. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, Goose, you're right. And I think that was the point I was trying to make when I put that 
it's it's all of it. So it's delicate too. Like you don't know. Like they might actually what Gabe was saying, not see it. And then it's delicate in the in a sense because they actually formed a strong relationship with this person. Yeah. Although it might be toxic. Yeah. Uh it's a strong bond. So when you say something you could chime in there, but you don't want to exactly. go in there too hard where then you become a toxic with them. For them, yeah. And then they're all constantly talking to you and you they're in, they feel like they're in defense mode. Exactly, and that's yeah. thing. Like people tell somebody they shouldn't do something, they're gonna grab onto that more. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what I what what I just said when I went yeah. to the temple. I just wanted to just do it just because I kept I was just always told not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Testing test the waters or whatever. One, two. But yeah, and I, it, it's it's true. You gotta depend on or you gotta understand who that person is. Yep. You gotta know your own boundaries. Is it you know in your right to say something? You know you you yep. know that person if they're your good friend anyway. Exactly. If it's just a random person, obviously. Like we always talk about the unsolicited advice yeah, exactly. is never going to land well uh, with anybody. Um, so but yeah, yeah, but if you like, if anything, if it's truly a toxic thing, it, it'll come about eventually anyway, and they'll see like the, I guess, the light of what it is. Right, you to, can, you can like virtually the way you unfollow somebody. Facebook. Like, oh yeah, I still got your number. Yeah, I'll shoot you a text. Yeah, but you don't I'll ever. You an email. You guys can still but do that. Like, that's still real life. Like, you're not playing the person. You're yeah. like, I do still have your number. I could potentially text you if I ever wanted to hang out with you. But yeah. You don't have to be as harsh as like you know. I mean, I don't get know. out my face. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't have friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so with that, we're going to end the episode with these two quotes, one from John Mark Green and Yvonne Pierre. So the first one from John Mark Green, toxic people attach themselves like cinder blocks tied to your ankles and then invite you in for a swim for their poisoned water. Sorry. Wow. Another descriptive um, way of looking at that. And then the one from Yvonne Pierre, don't let toxic people infect you with the fear of giving and receiving one of the most powerful forces in the world, love. Okay, Yvonne, Beautiful. thanks. That was a little nice. soft. Uh, yeah, it was a nice way to end this end harsh, harsh, toxic topic. All right, so in this episode, Toxic Friendships, uh, we discussed the topic of toxic friendships. The signs you look for to determine you are in a toxic friendship, uh, our personal experiences with toxic people, social media toxicity, and our recommendations to people involved in a toxic relationship. We wrap the episode up with quotes from John Mark Green and Yvonne Pierre. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.